The word of the Lord today comes to us from the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'll be reading from the NIV version. The words will be on screen. You may also open your pew Bibles or a device near you to follow along. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Now in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. (coughs) My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. And Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And a third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel, and then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from the beginning to end For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning, and then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and he was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What was it he said you to you, Eli asked? Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. And then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. 
Uh, the story today begins with this dark note, how, how God's word is rare in those days of Samuel and Eli. Uh, old men are not dreaming dreams, and young people aren't seeing visions. The word of the Lord is rare. And it's been rare for quite some time. See, just a few generations before, in the time of Moses, uh, the people of Israel witnessed God's glory. They tasted God's provision. Every morning they woke up to manna and every evening to quail. And they saw the, the cloud and the pillar of fire, God's presence right there in the midst of them. They heard God speak through Moses and Aaron often. And Moses even saw God's backside up on the mountain. God gave them the law. God gave them ways to live. The word of the Lord certainly was not rare in those days. But not long after arriving in the promised land, the people of Israel stopped hearing the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord seemed to be rare. They divided the land. They settled in villages. They farmed and planted crops. They took care of their families. Uh, Some people went to the tabernacle at Shiloh to worship God, and others didn't. And everyone did as they saw fit. And for a hundred years or so, the people of Israel got stuck in this spiral of sin and suffering, and their choices kept leading them into more suffering and sin for, for them and for their neighbors. And God would send a judge, a leader among the people to rescue them, to redeem them, to point them back to God. And then everyone would go back to doing as they saw fit. And the spiral would just continue downward Now, there were a few bright spots, of course, during those 100 years uh, of families who stood firm in their faith. We hear stories of Naomi and Ruth, of Hannah and her husband, and they listened to the word of the Lord. But the the sons of Eli, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, are some of the uh, examples of how low the people of Israel had sank. Uh, These guys had turned the house of God, the tabernacle, into a a place where they took advantage of people. Uh, They robbed people's sacrifices to benefit themselves. They took advantage of young women who came into the sanctuary to worship God. They, They raped people. They desecrated God's holy space. And no one did anything about it. Not even their father, Eli, who knew about it, who knew what they were up to. Even when a prophet came to warn him, the word of the Lord was certainly rare. They were so lost in their sin that they could not hear God speaking. And I think it's not so different today in our times. The word of the Lord is rare. And it's rare at a time when there are more ways than ever to hear God's word at least in North America and in many places around the world, we're awash in Christian media. Uh, If you turn on your TV on a Sunday morning, you can watch a a dozen different church services. Uh, If you uh, turn on the radio around here, you can hear at least five different Christian stations by my count, and there are probably more I don't know about. Or, Or you open Facebook or YouTube on your phone or your computer, you can tune into hundreds of thousands of church services live streamed right now. Uh, You can read your Bible in 30 different versions right on your phone. Or you can buy a billion different versions from the Christian bookstore. And then there are, are, uh, you can have it read to you in audio Bibles. The, The word of the Lord is everywhere. And yet, the word of the Lord is rare. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, there's so much out there, but it's hard to find good biblical teaching that you can trust. Uh, that very few Christians actually read their Bibles widely and deeply, and that even fewer people are listening for the word of the Lord to speak to them. 
And maybe we don't hear the word of the Lord because we aren't listening. It's also rare for people today to say that they hear God speak to them directly. Uh, Some people say that's because God doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, That the time of dreams and visions is over, they say. And and these people, uh, some of them brothers and sisters of ours in Christ, are, are called cessationists. They say that God's Spirit has ceased working through direct signs and wonders, that God only reveals himself through his word to us now. And I think they're wrong. In our branch of Christianity, Reformed Christianity, we we may not be comfortable with the idea, but we do believe that the Spirit is active today just as much as it was in the times of the Bible. If we aren't hearing God's voice speak, could it be because we aren't listening for it? See, I'm convinced that most of the problems that we see in the church today and among Christians would be solved by just listening to the Word of God. I feel like I say this again and again, that we we need to be deeply rooted in God's Word. We need to plant ourselves in the Word so we're not swayed by winds of culture and convenience. We need to allow God's Word to shape us to be more like Christ. We need to listen to God's Word, and, and by listen, I mean do it, obey it, Because so very few people out there are doing that. And and if Christians, if the church of God really listened to the word of the Lord, then we would be transformed. The world would be transfixed. And we would not be the same and neither would anyone near us. In these days when the word of the Lord is rare, are, are you listening to the word of the Lord? Do you put yourself in places and times where you can hear God's word? Do you spend significant amount of time listening or reading to God's word so that you are prepared to hear God speak? So listen for the word of the Lord. But it wasn't so easy for Samuel here to listen to the word of the Lord because in a time when the word of the Lord is rare, no one knows what the voice of God sounds like. Not Samuel, not Eli, his mentor, apparently. Now Samuel, this this child of sheer grace, born to Hannah and uh, the child she gave back to God, he does not yet know God's voice. He's young. We we think somewhere between the age of 3 and 13. He's a kid, and his mentor, Eli, is blind. Not just physically blind, but spiritually blind too. He cannot see what's wrong with his sons and with the nation and the tabernacle and his own heart. And he wouldn't even know the word of the Lord if it was right in front of him. And still, God speaks. And in the dark of night, uh, God speaks to Samuel. And Samuel is in the tabernacle. He's near to the holy place. And he sleeps there at night to watch over things. And there's a lamp burning, uh, probably lit at sunset and hopefully burning all the way till morning. It's close to dawn. It's those wee hours in the morning when if you wake up, you might not get back to sleep again. And God calls to Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel responds appropriately. He says, here I am. And he runs right to Eli and says it again. Here I am, you called me. And we we heard that phrase, here I am, not so long ago in the story of Abraham and Isaac. In Hebrew, it's this word, hineni, here I am. Is this thing you say to someone when you're in such a close relationship with them that you'll do whatever they say even before they say it? It's like at your service, ready, here I am. That's what it means. And, And Samuel is so fully present to Eli that he'll do whatever Eli asks even though he doesn't know know what it is. And though he does not know it yet, Samuel is fully present to God and God is there in the same way. 
And three times this happens. God calls Samuel, and Samuel calls, he responds, here I am, and then he runs to Eli, and Eli says, I, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. But Samuel does not know God's voice. And, and more poignantly, the text says, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Samuel does not know how to listen to God's word. He doesn't know how to identify God's voice, so he goes to Eli. And Eli is so blind, so deaf to the voice of the Lord, that it takes him three times before he realizes what's going on. And finally, he realizes the Lord is speaking to the boy, so he tells him to respond this way. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening And the fourth time, God calls again. And if it wasn't clear already that God is there, God stands right beside Samuel, right by him. Just like God stood beside Jacob at the bottom of that stairway to heaven when he met him and promised to be with him just like his fathers Abraham and Isaac, God stands by Samuel and he calls him by name, not once but twice, Samuel, Samuel. And this time Samuel's ready. And from this moment on, everything changes in his life and in in the story. And he responds, speak, for your servant is listening. Because to listen means not just to hear, but to do, to obey the word of the Lord. uh, But the word of the God that is revealed to Samuel is not an easy one. Normally, when we hear the story, we might stop right here and not see what the word is. We might say, well, this is a lovely story of God calling a young man to follow him, and and Samuel responds in the right way. But what is the word that God gives to Samuel? It's a word of judgment. It's a word on Eli's family, judgment for what they've done and what they've left undone. It's a word that's going to make both of the ears of everyone who hears it to, to ring or to resonate from shock and awe, like, like the sound of a, a clashing cymbal. The first ears that God rings are Samuel's. And he's young, and it's a lot to hear. Samuel does not know quite what to do with this word of God. So he lays right back down, and he he stays there in the place of God. He wants to, uh, to be there with the Lord because he does not know what to do with the word. And when morning comes, he opens the doors of God's space, and he, he waits And finally, Eli calls him and under pressure uh, convinces Samuel to tell him the word of the Lord. And and when he hears it, Eli's response is passive, as always. He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Now, Samuel learned to listen to the word of the Lord that day. And he learned it from someone who was mostly blind and deaf to God's word. He learned it from this man who was from a messed up priestly family that was under God's judgment. And he learned it from God. And the the story says that Samuel grew up to be a prophet and everyone knew it. Uh, He listened to the word of the Lord. And verse 21 says that God continued to appear uh, at Shiloh and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Now this is significant because the word of the Lord has showed up three times in this story. At the beginning, we learned that the word of the Lord was rare. And in the middle, we saw that Samuel did not yet know the word of the Lord. And now here at the end, God reveals himself to Samuel through his word. Now God's word here to him is is not a a printed, leather-bound Bible with uh, all the stories that we know. No, God's word is the voice of God speaking to him right there in the present. 
And not only that, I think God is speaking to him through the stories he knows of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses. These stories he knows by heart. Stories that show who God is and what God is doing. And God continues to appear to him there at Shiloh, at the place of God. This place where God met Abraham and and Jacob. And God appears to him, reveals himself to him through his word. Now today we celebrate a Reformation Day in our Christian tradition. And uh, the Reformation is a time when we remember faithful believers in the 1600s who listened to God speaking through the word. People like Martin Luther and Calvin and Menno Simons and Zwingli and countless other ordinary people. People who listened to the word of the Lord. And they pointed the church back to God as revealed in the scriptures. They, They saw how important it was to be formed by the word. And they translated the word into their common languages. They preached it faithfully in their sermons. They uh, sang it in their hymns and their psalms. And we, we saw how the word of God transformed them and the church and the whole world. And we thank God to this day for the power of the word in the Reformation. And we, we listen to God's word. Now the power of God's word is revealed in these times of persecution In in southern China, during the Cultural Revolution, uh, Christians were greatly oppressed by the government. Religion was outlawed. Churches were destroyed. Uh, Bibles and hymn books were confiscated or hidden deep underground. And Christians couldn't gather, not even secretly in their homes. It, It was dangerous even to let your family know that you were a believer sometimes. And yet some people remained faithful. I met some Christians once from the Dai people group, uh, this minority in southern China that's related to Lao people, and they remembered the word, even without their Bibles, and they taught it to their children. They they remembered the scriptures that they knew by heart and treasured them. They hummed or, or whispered or sang the songs from the hymns, even though they didn't have the books, and they were formed and shaped and held fast by God's word. And decades later, when Christians were able to gather again, Outsiders were surprised at how many people still believed, how many had remained faithful. And they shouldn't have been surprised because the Dai people listened to the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord endured. Dear friends of Jesus Christ, we are people of the word. We, if, we, if you trust Jesus, if you belong to the word, the Lord of scripture, you, you, you are part of the body of Christ. So listen to him. Listen to the word of God in in scripture, in in song, in dreams and visions, in conversations with family. Hear the word of the Lord and give thanks to God for it and listen to it. Do it. Put it into action. Let yourselves be transformed by the, the word of the Lord because it changes everything. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. O Holy Spirit, you who, uh, who translate the word of God to our hearts, speak to us. Open our ears to hear, you, uh, to you hear the word, uh, that we may listen to it and, and do it, put it into practice. We want to be people who are continually shaped by the word, who go back to the word and who, who listen to it. So we pray that when we have fallen short of that, we may, may, you may guide us back. And when we are needing more guidance, that we may go to the word and listen to your voice. We pray that your church may be faithful to your word. And we pray, speak, O Lord, to us. Not just today as we make decisions, but every day as we seek to be your people in the world. That we may faithfully 
uh, be the people of the word, that is, people of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. As we respond to the word, I invite you to rise in body or in spirit and sing, Here I am, Lord, I hear you calling in the light.